You're listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience, a podcast dedicated to helping executives train their sales and marketing teams to optimize growth. Whether you're looking for techniques and strategies or tools and resources, you've come to the right place. Let's accelerate your growth in three, two, one. Welcome everyone to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. I'm your host, Chad Sanderson. Today we're talking about, wait for it, cookies. Now, those that listen to this podcast regularly know that I have an affinity for Harley Davidson's and for Jack Daniels and just recently whiskey barrel aged stout beer, which I found a couple weeks ago, which is a new favorite, but I have been addicted to cookies since I popped out and we're going deep on how cookies can impact your business revenue, overall satisfaction in life today to help us. We have with us Chelsea Martin, co-owner of Nom's bake shop, the industry expert in the art of convenient corporate gifting that leaves a lasting impression. Welcome to the show. I have to say I'm pissed that this is virtual because I really could go for that smell, that cookie smell right now, but want to jump into like the first question we ask is, People who know you through business only, what is something you're passionate about that those that only know you through business might be surprised to learn besides cookies? Me personally, or I, yeah, yeah. you personally. <laughs> well, interesting. I've never been asked that question. I think something that might surprise people is I'm actually a, a competitive bodybuilder. So I um, special, or I'm very passionate about doing physique competitions and I do that as my hobby. So I guess it's like the ultimate balance of cookies. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> that is one hell of a balance. Yeah. So I'm, uh, actually, that's been on my mind a lot too lately. I'm about seven days out from a show. And so I guess when I'm not slinging cookies, I'm working with the barbells. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is awesome. Uh, and it is the uh, it's the ultimate balance. Ultimate yes. balance. I, I'm kind of taken aback. I've never had a bodybuilder on the show before. That's awesome. <laughs> I, uh, very, very cool. I, I got to ask, how'd you get into that? Oh man. Um, I think it's, it's kind of a weird, I don't know, I guess introduction to it, but my husband and I were, we moved about four and a half years ago. We somehow thought that we could work remotely in the forest on our company. Um, so we moved to Durango, Colorado and lived there. Um, it lasted about 10 months, so we didn't last very long, but while we were there, we were just kind of up in the forest and I was just feeling in general, kind of uncomfortable in my own skin, but also like, I really, I've been athletic my whole life, but I've really craved some sort of goal to push towards outside of, um, well, as an adult, because I hadn't been, I'm not part of a sports team. I'm not doing any kind of anything like that, like you do in school. And so I really craved that, but it wasn't, I tried a triathlon and it just didn't really, I didn't catch the bug. And so I hadn't really found a footing and, and I knew a few girls that had competed before and, I liked the idea because I'm a very independently motivated person. So I liked this idea of being able to really push myself, but I needed something that would scare me. And being in a bikini on a stage is scary. So I, <laughs> I, uh, I told my husband and I said, you know, I'm thinking about doing this. And, and he was awesome. So he showed me, I didn't even know really how to lift. Um, so he showed me how to lift. He got me kind of set up on the fundamentals and I just took it and went from there. And after my first competition, I caught that bug of wanting to bring something better and better. And I really like loved it. So it's been about four and a half years that I've been doing it now. And it's just something really cool on the side that I can wake up early in the morning and there's, you know, 
a carved out amount of time that I'm really pushing myself towards something. And then I give all of myself to work. So it's kind of nice to have that type of thing and hold you accountable in the sense of you want to keep bringing your best to that. So that's kind of Absolutely. how I got into it. That's awesome. All right. Very cool. Very cool. So, all right. So let's talk about the cookies. Yes. So <laughs> convenient in-home, you know, convenient gifting. So everybody, and it's funny, I was just talking to somebody else about the digital pollution that we're all trying to wade through, right? More, more emails, Slack messages, text messages. I'm even getting marketing texts to my phone now, which I find right. highly invasive. And so there's all this noise, right? And so how did you come up with this idea for NOMS? Where did this come from to kind of pierce this digital pollution veil? Yeah, absolutely. So it, it was a series of fortunate events or just a bunch of events happening at once. I'm not sure. Um, but my husband and I and his family, actually, we all kind of started this company together. And it started really with going way back. Um, my husband has two sisters. And while they were growing up, their father used to bake cookies just as a hobby on the side. Um, and he would bring them to sporting events. He would make them during the holidays, just something for the neighborhood. And it was really about bringing people together. And as they grew up, their family, I mean, their, their dad was really known as the cookie man. You know, he'd bring them to sporting events. Are they bringing cookies? You know, and everyone had such a positive reaction to him. But I think that my husband and his sisters, their standard was set high and they had no idea. So to them, it was just normal cookies and everyone else is saying how great these cookies are, but it was just the norm. And so I don't think that they really thought anything of making a business out of it. And then when my husband was older and we started dating, his dad actually made like a care package of just baked goods when he was going on vacation with my family. And so he's just sent them over and just to be a nice gesture and everything. And of course my family went crazy, which was a normal reaction, but they did this, the standard thing that I think anybody does when you're good at something, which is you should sell this, you should sell this, you know, and he's a retired computer programmer. He's not really interested in, uh, necessarily starting a company, but we thought it might be a really fun hobby to actually just bake them locally and sell them at different companies. You can go in as a vendor. So just like yeah. an on-site vendor for the month or something. So it was then that I think my husband, Trevor started to see the reaction of a lot more people and that they really loved this product. I think that's where they started to take it seriously. Like, Oh, okay. <laughs> these aren't just friends and family. These people don't owe us anything, but they're lined up to have these cookies every week or every month, depending on where they are. So there might be something here. So at the same time, they're realizing that with this product, my husband and I, like my parents own a company, so they get a lot of corporate gifts and it was around the holidays. We'd go over to their house and they would have gift baskets just kind of lined up on the counter, which is great. I mean, it was great for me. I'm like a little scavenger going through like, but they all were the same. And while it's a really nice gesture, I think it made us start to really reflect on the process of corporate gifting. So around the holidays, for example, you need to send a gift and you need to send it to, it could be 10 business partners. It could be 50, it could be 500, but you need to send a gift. Well, how do you do that? 
when you're one, a business owner, so you're on a crunch for time. And two, you have so many recipients. So how do I make this personal? Likely I don't. I mean, likely I am just picking a gift basket because I, right. I need to send something. I'm in a hustle. Well, that means you're sending a lot of gift baskets and you're likely also receiving a lot of gift baskets. So in seeing all of that, and especially seeing that the contents were all kind of the same, we started to brainstorm how can cookies, how can these cookies fit into the corporate gifting world in a meaningful way that is a step above that gift basket. And so that's how NOM started to become more of a customized corporate gifting product. And so what we did is we actually really focused heavily on our packaging in addition to our product quality. So oftentimes you'll find one or the other. You find really amazing cookies, but they're in, you know, hand sealed with a sticker boxes that come, you know, <laughs> and that's fine. They're great yeah. for what they are, but yep. as a gift, we really wanted the presentation to be amazing as well. And that's because obviously you're setting up for the holidays, but also there's corporate gifting for so many different reasons, like prospecting and making a first impression, getting your foot in the door. And so we hyper-focused on delivering a product that was polished and really appealing. And so we did, we worked on individual wrapping for each of the cookies to make them bright and to make the boxes shiny and polished, but then also that customization component. We brought a bunch of equipment in-house so that we could customize on-site your logo or your messaging or personalize it with their name. And we could do it really fast so that you weren't waiting, you know, seven, 14, 21 days for a personal gift because with corporate gifting, time is of the essence. Of course, one, you're busy, so you're in a hustle. Like if it's the holidays, that's the last minute thing because you're wrapping up for the year. But if you're prospecting, if you just met someone, it's amazing to be able to send something that day or the next day that says, hey, great to meet you. It was, it was amazing spending time with you. I'd love to connect again soon. Or I'd love to meet with you, you know, and getting that out. And, and time is of the essence with that. And that's where we really found our footing here. So that's kind of how noms came to be. <laughs> that's that's a great story. I, and I'm, I, I would love to have seen your husband's face when the light bulb went on, when all the people right. were like, right? Because yeah, you're right. A lot of people are like, hey, you're good at that. You should make money at it. Eh, yeah. Right. Okay. It right? means a and, lot more when it comes from a stranger, weirdly, only because they don't have to right. be nice to you. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. This is very true. It's very true. <laughs> Something about being once removed yes. uh, it makes a big difference. And so why do you feel like the focus on speed, the packaging, the product, is that something that you feel like was a labor of love love, or something that you felt like was necessary to set NOMS apart from other solutions? I think it was both. I, so the, how we landed where we did was certainly a labor of love, and it was certainly a... I, I said that, you know, when I die on my gravestone, it will be, this was a learning opportunity because we had made so many mistakes along the way, but to get where we were is definitely a labor of love. But from the beginning, we wanted to elevate our gifting. We wanted to set it, you know, I know a lot of people use like the Apple of, or the Uber of when they're using analogies, but at first that was kind of our idea is like, can we be the apple of packaging in the sense that it's clean, it looks different. It's not a, a tin of cookies that gets right. vibrated during shipping so that you receive cookie dust. It's not <laughs> the, you know, the 
our our idea is that we wanted wow to land on your desk. We wanted something that you're you maybe didn't expect because if it was prospecting or even after a meeting, you don't necessarily expect a gift. And you know that's something that I know we'll get into, but people are so used to the digital age. So having that tangible thing, having that wow factor was really important to us because we believed the cookies did, but we didn't want to just be grandma's cookies in the sense of grandma's great. First of all, she sends great because she makes great cookies, but we wanted to have that just elevated, polished look about our presentation because we wanted the gift to be an extension of you. And so we wanted that to really make your brand shine and give only a positive experience when the person receives it and unboxes it. Well, and that's, I think that's the key word, it's the experience, right? It's not only, it comes with the thought, but it's also the execution, right? And then yes. we all see, we've all had experiences where this was okay, the execution was crap, and that's what kind of ruined the thought around it. So interesting to see, I would have had no idea to think about all of these things, quite honestly, uh, when you're going into it. But there was something in your advanced material that I kept coming back to that I, I have to ask, and it's this quote, Good cookies save marriages, friendships, and lives. Now, anybody who's listening to the podcast knows I'm two divorces in. So, so why didn't I know about this before? But why that phrase? Why that focal point? Well, I think, you know, one, we like to be playful in general. I think at the, at, at the root of this, they're just cookies, right? We're, so, we're, <laughs> we're trying to lighten it up and, and be fun. And we are kind of a family-owned company and we're full of sassy pants here. But, um, but, but it also was about, at the very, very beginning, this all came down to cookies bringing people together. It was bringing people together in the neighborhood as my husband and his sisters grew up. It was bringing them together after sporting events. It's bringing people together for the holidays because you received the cookies and you're sharing them with your family. And then yeah. you're also reconnecting with the person that sent them. It's connecting people that maybe haven't actually had the opportunity to connect because you believe that whatever service you provide, you can help that other person. And you just want to have a meaningful conversation as I get that <laughs> word out. Um, but you just want to have a meaningful conversation and connect with them. And so at the root it's about the connection and the human connection. And that's what we're seeking out to do. And cookies make people's days. I mean, I have stumbled upon a few people that just say they're not their jam, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> but ultimately, I can't imagine that. I just right? can't wrap my head around that. It's a whole different world. But ultimately, <laughs> for the most part, you're making someone's day. You're bringing joy to people. And that's what we're seeking to do. And so you know, it's just kind of a playful way to say that we're helping or making your day, making your day a little bit brighter and helping you connect with other people. Uh, and I love it. It's more about the, it's, it's the why it's the, why are we doing it? Right. That connection I think is, is critical. Although I will admit, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I share my cookies as much as I probably should, but, um, that's fair. I, I don't either. I mean, that, <laughs> my husband and I, own a cookie company and I'm still hiding them from him in the freezer. I'm like, no, these are mine. <laughs> I actually got lost on your website yesterday when I was putting together the, the material. I literally started scrolling through and I'm just like, all right, I know what I'm doing. Don't I hope no, none of my clients are listening to this, but I know what I'm doing for my clients this year because it's just such, I mean, it just looks so amazing. Um, curious. How did you go about that customization? Is this all done in-house or is any of this out? You mentioned that the packaging and stuff's in-house, but how do you keep the recipes and do it at scale? Because, you know, we always, always run into that issue. Yes. Yeah, so um, 
That's an excellent question. My husband has what I call, and I'm not sure he loves this, but I call it goldfish syndrome. And that is when I was younger, I hope this is true because I've just been saying this, but when I was younger, <laughs> I, I was told at least that goldfish grow to their environment. And so when you have a small little goldfish bowl, the goldfish stays, but then you get a bigger one and it gets bigger. And so my husband has that. When we started, we started out of the home like any small company would, and we had that kitchen. And then we ended up renovating kind of a back room into a secondary kitchen. And when we started to get close to outgrowing that, he went, you know, one, two, six, straight to a commercial kitchen. And so we have a beautiful, amazing uh, commercial kitchen. So we're able to we we're able to scale up uh, significantly and produce the amount of cookies necessary for huge, huge orders. But um, we also started at first by, well, we made a lot of mistakes with our packaging. So one of the mistakes we made back in the day was we had two styles of packaging, which you probably saw on the website. One is what we call our classic gift box. It's a white gift box. It's beautiful. It has color. It's a full color with our branding on its magnetic closure. And you can upgrade it to have a fitted sleeve with four panels of uh, full color of branding. So you could have your logo, their, their name on one side. You could do, you know, the icons of what your services are, whatever you want. Um, sky's the limit. So we have that as one option. But when we were younger, um, when we were smaller, (laughs) we wanted an extra tier, just something that would command a higher price point, because there are times that you're thinking, I want to spend, you know, maybe 60, $80 on something nicer for maybe a VIP or like a large scale donor of a organization or something. So we created these custom wooden boxes. They're really nice. They have uh, slide top openings that um, have like et- laser etching on the top. Yeah. Well, we, I don't know what we were thinking, but we decided that uh, we would put our logo on all of those. And we just thought, okay, there's the classic white box and there's the wooden box. Well, nobody wants our logo on these (laughs) cookie boxes. So we had them for, I want to say a year and a half or so. And we were actually, it was towards the end of the year. We were, we were starting a new year and we decided to get rid of them. We were like, they're not selling. It's like, 1%. It's like nothing, you know, (laughs) they're not selling. There's no reason. Let's hyper-focus on what's selling. And at the same time, we went to a meeting with somebody local in the Valley. We live in Phoenix and, uh, we went to a meeting and at the end of the meeting, he was looking at our, our gift boxes and just kind of deciding what he wanted to roll out for new clients. And we're getting ready to leave. And I just saw him looking at our box and his like wheels turning. And then he's just said, can you put my logo on this box? And it was such a like facepalm moment where we were like, <laughs> why did we not think of this? And my husband is, is like, he doesn't say no. He's like, I'm going to figure this out. So he said, you know, give me two weeks. And so he, at first he started outsourcing it and that lasted like two weeks. And he's like, we need laser etching machines. We got to We got to get this. And so we got um, all the equipment. We got a laser etching machine that year and Decided to hold on to our wooden boxes, got new lids, got a laser etching machine. That year, our product sales flipped. 
and everyone wanted the wooden boxes. I mean, not it's not that nobody wanted classic, but it was just so significant how many people wanted these wooden boxes. Our laser etching machine over the holidays had to be run 24-7 to where we had actually my husband and I and a couple friends took turns taking all-nighters to put lids on the... It, etching machine because it had to run or we would not get all the orders out so then the next year we got six more and we just kept (laughs) growing so um so we definitely got all the equipment in-house so that we could just turn on a dime if you were like hey i need 500 of these lids we're like great let's do this we'll get them out this week you know and that is really awesome for us because we have been able to better serve our clients and be able to get things out timely rather than saying, oh, you need 500 or 1500 of these. That will be a month or 90 days or, you know, nobody, we really feel like a lot, we want to cater to business owners and to corporate clients and corporate clients are busy. So usually gifting does fall by the wayside until the very last minute. And we want to be able to serve people and give them a really premium product that doesn't look like you waited till last minute, even if you did. <laughs> That's awesome story. So here's a question for you in this COVID world that we're in right now, when it comes to prospecting, uh, I was just having a debate with somebody about, you know, a lot of people are still working from home. So is it creepy if I'm prospecting, I haven't met somebody, is it creepy if I've somehow I don't even want to know how secure their home address and start prospecting to them by sending them, you know, cookies in a, in a box with, with a message on the top or something. Is that odd or is there, is that crossing a line or because it's cookies, does it make it acceptable? I feel that creepy is in the eye of the beholder, but <laughs> I, uh, no, I, um, fair, fair. so that is a good question. And that's something that we actually had to, uh, address, you know, in the last year because the world sort of shut down and everybody went remote. Well, on one hand, we thought, okay, well, this is interesting because our business isn't necessarily affected in the way that people might actually want to connect more. But then the other duh moment was, well, everyone's working from home and nobody knows where to send gifts. So what do I do? So what we have started offering, and actually this we do this currently, if you reach out to us on our website, like uh, just fill out the contact form, we do this for our clients right now, but it will also be offered in the next, I believe two to three weeks. It'll actually be offered on our website where you can just do it yourself. No problem. But we offer an address verification or an e-gift notification. So what we can do is we can actually reach out to those people. So those prospects that you have, likely you have their email address. And so we reach out on your behalf. It's an email from us that says, Hey, Chad wants to send you, he's actually purchased you a gift of gourmet cookies and people know what's going on right now. So it's kind of like, Hey, given the circumstances, we want to make sure these perishable items get to your doorstep so that you can enjoy them. And what we offer is like, they can fill out the form. They complete it with their address. That's the best shipping address. And then we don't share it with our clients. We just fulfill it on their behalf with your gift message, all of that. So you'll get tracking. You'll know that they're getting it, that they're receiving it, that it's been delivered so that you can do the follow-up. But they don't feel like it just landed on their doorstep and they're like, how did you get my email or how did you get my home address? So (laughs) it's kind of a nice thing. And, And I think more and more companies are moving in that direction. So a lot of people are becoming familiar with it. It's not super weird, you know, whereas before it might be like, I'm not going to fill out my home address. But the other great thing about that is you're paying for what gets shipped versus you blanket sending 
to businesses and hoping that they don't get returned to sender or hoping that the business isn't closed for the month and somebody's going to get month old cookies down the road. So it's kind of a win-win in that respect because you're really engaging with people that are actually taking advantage of the cookies. They're receiving them. You know that they've clicked that link. They accepted them. That's essentially a foot in the door with you already. So it's kind of nice in that respect too, because then no cookie goes wasted. I love it. I love it. Great, great way to solve that problem. So, all right, so let's change direction here a little bit. We ask all of our guests two standard questions at the end of each interview. First is, as a co-founder, that makes you a prospect for an awful lot of people wanting to sell you something. So I'm curious to always learn when somebody doesn't have that trusted referral into you and they want to capture your attention and earn the right to time on your calendar, what works best to get that time on your calendar? Well, I guess I know everyone's different. For me, I, I sincerely appreciate, well, there's two things. First, I'll start with the digital side because I obviously believe in the power of actual direct mail. And um, I'll explain that in a second. But on the digital side, if you are emailing, for me, I know when I'm getting an automated email. It doesn't matter if it's formatted in plain text doesn't matter if you put that little reply in the subject line. I'm not dumb. I know. So when I see those auto-generated emails and I see that the person didn't put the time into that, I understand where, where they're coming from. They're trying to reach as many people as possible. But for me, what that says is like, they don't care if I delete this. Like they're sending it to 300 other people and I'm really busy. When I see a real email from somebody, I almost like feel like, oh my gosh, I opened it and they see me. I'm going to have to give them the time. Like I have to respond. And, and so for me, that's, you know, that's important to me because that means that they did actually take the time. They are looking at what, what our company is and thinking, okay, I can help them in some capacity. The other thing is within that text, I can also see, and again, this requires more effort, but I think when you put more effort into your prospects, you're going to get valuable leads from that and, and connections. I have had countless people email me about their products and services and they just say, you know, I really believe Nom's Bake Shop could be a good fit. I just love the way you guys deliver cookies for everybody. And they say some generic thing about it does. It's almost like they lifted something from our website and I'm like, Oh, right. did you copy and paste that? And then, <laughs> and so it makes you feel like, okay, they have no connection to me. I'm just a number on a list. And that's on the digital marketing side. I truly do believe that prospecting with noms or with gifting is extremely powerful because direct mail to me has gone through this like undulating journey of being valuable and then being junk and then being valuable again. And so we used to get direct mail all the time. We used to get flyers and catalogs and then it became junk mail. And now there's just that standard junk mail that you get and, and, you just don't think twice about it. And then email happened. Well, just like you said, when I opened my email, there's just so many marketing emails. And there's the ones that are like unapologetically marketing emails. And then there's the ones that are masked as real emails, right? And, and my husband and I just talked about this literally yesterday. And we were talking about our personal email accounts. And he said, you know, I'm finally getting on top of, we've both had Gmail for you know, 14, 16 years now, almost since it, you know, you used to get invited yep. to be on it. So, <laughs> um, so the junk mail has really snowballed. And, uh, he said, I just finally got on top of 
unsubscribing, you know, from my emails. And I said, I'm doing the same thing every day. I unsubscribe from 10 emails so that I can slowly not have 36,000 emails in my personal folder, you know? And so how do you cut through that? That's just, it's almost impossible. But when somebody sends direct mail, especially something like a package, like cookies, of course, like you're going to open that. It's not a catalog necessarily. It's something tangible and you're going to pique their curiosity. And then I'm going to use, of course, us as an example, but imagine getting 10 cookies on your desk with a gift note inside that says, it would be amazing to connect with you and talk about how we can provide, you know, amazing value to your business. Even if they don't call you back right away, they had your undivided attention for a couple minutes right there. Like there was nothing. They were not clicking all the check marks to delete. They were not looking at something else. They were looking at this gift that you sent them. And that's that's extremely valuable. That is going to set you apart from the 300 emails that are in their inbox that they're about to just like select all delete. Yeah. Love it. Great point. All right. So last question, we call it our acceleration insight. If there's just one piece of advice, if you're limited to just one piece of advice you could give to sales, marketing, or, or professional services people that you believe would help them be better if they, if they listened, what would it be? Oh, I'm scared that this is going to be a little bit generic, but listen, um, just listen to people (laughs) like I, I, I listen and don't be afraid to admit that it's okay to pivot. Like, don't be, don't be so set in your ways. I think that there's, there's something to be said about having a vision for your company and having a mission and believing in that mission. But When you start to get feedback, as you're starting to market to people, you're going to hear things from them. As you start to do your sales prospecting, you're going to hear feedback from people. If you start to notice a trend or a need in your company, it's very easy to be like, well, yeah, but we're doing it this way. And like, this is the path we're on. And I think if anything, of course, in the last year, we've all been faced with this, but the idea of being able to pivot or, you know, go a little bit in a different course can be extremely valuable for companies because just like, you know, I think what was different about last year is that these types of things happen in life in general. And I think one of the times that we were faced with something big like this was the dawn of the internet, right? When the internet became a household thing, companies were forced to embrace it, pivot, or figure out how they can, you know, use it to their advantage or they were forced to close. Like at some point they were going to die out. Now the internet was a long process and last year and this year, this was almost like it felt like overnight, right? So it happened a lot faster, but it's the same concept of this is happening. What can we do in our business? It might be slightly different than we planned. It might be slightly different than we had envisioned, but what can we do to lean into it, pivot and embrace the change and then ultimately hopefully grow from it. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Chelsea, I can't thank you enough for being on the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you about this. I want everyone out there to go check out uh, Nam's Bake Shop. I'm definitely going to be using it for, for the holidays. Is there any place in particular other than the website you'd like us to send people, Chelsea? 
website's great, getnoms.com. There you can, of course, upload your logo or we can, you can even reach out to us. We can do specialty custom designs for you. You can also check out our Instagram. We're on Facebook, Instagram. Our Instagram is the same as our website. So it's getnoms. And that's kind of a cool spot to just see a little bit of inspiration about what other people, how other people have used our gift boxes, how you could use our gift boxes, different designs, things like that. And of course, you can always reach out to us on our social media and we'll be happy to help you. Awesome. Well, thank you again for taking the time. Been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks so much, Chad. I had a great time. All right, everybody, that does it for this episode. You know the drill. Check us out at b2brevexec.com. Share it with friends, family, coworkers. And until next time, we have Value Selling Associates, which you all nothing but the greatest success. You've been listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.